in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the regretful Glenn Stansberry. But why am I regretful? You're just uh, you're just talking to me about how you're looking back at the, the decision you made on the beer tonight. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. You weren't uh, you weren't 100 happy with the container of the beer that you chose. I feel like if you pay a lot of money for a craft brew presentation is paramount and i feel like a can you just you just i don't know it it it, it only goes so far a bottle what what happened to we were just talking about earlier before the podcast started we were just talking about tall grass right and we were talking about how they recently raised their prices and for a long time they were like pioneers in doing cans they they were they were one of the few craft breweries that were dipping their toes into. They did everything with cans from day one, basically. Mm-hmm. And his point was, it's cheaper and it's better than, for the environment and it's better for the beer. So we're going to do cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is significantly cheaper to roll these things through in cans, right? But they're not passing that savings on to consumers anymore. They are not. No, no. It's it's uh they're taking that money and pocketing it right away. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying. If I want to go rafting on a river, maybe maybe I'll get some cans. Yeah, yeah. If I want to knock somebody over the head with exactly um, and not shatter something and slice them up, that's right. You know, maybe you say something off color and I have to right. chuck something at you. Right. Don't want it to be a bottle, you know, <laughs> but a can. You'll that's be no all problem. Right. I'll be. Yeah. I'll, I'll wake up. Depending on where you hit you, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, like you were saying, I'd be. I'm fine drinking from a can, but yeah. I should pay like two dollars less per six pack. I agree. So well, might have to uh, take that into account in the old MTS when we review this beer gland. Well, but uh, yeah. It, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of taking things into account, uh, we are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com mm-hmm. is a site that you should take stock of. Yes, I would say go and uh, review thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And by review thoroughly, I mean click lots of stuff on the site. Every day for a long time. Yep. Just click it. Just, yeah. Click it, you won't get a ticket. That's right. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you've heard of this little trend, uh, but we're riding we're riding the wave of fake news on Gentleman.com. Yep. That's all we are right it's now. It's all fake. All fake. 100% fake. See, so. they're trying to take your fake news away from you, mm-hmm. but you can find plenty of fake news over at Gentleman.com. There's... <laughs> Real American it's fake all, news. Yeah, it's all based on <laughs> fake news. Um, anyway, uh, Glenn. Okay, well, that's good to know. You know, and some other stuff that's good to know mm. is that once you uh, delve into all the fake news and you're faked out by it, yes, uh, you can get further um, dismayed by <laughs> going to podcast.gentleman.com, where you can listen to me and Glenn talk about a lot of stuff that's fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen. You can, uh, listen to something that's real, which is the MTS computer that is going to rate uh, our beers. Yes, 
Uh, you can find out previous ratings for other beers. You can find out some of the links that we're going to talk about uh, on the podcast, etc., etc. Uh, and then finally, if you want to get in touch with us, the Gentleman Podcast, you can send a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We'll get your letter. We will take it. We will look at it. We will study it. We will determine if it's fake or real news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then depending on that, we mm-hmm. will uh, probably send you something back. We'll hold a press conference. And we'll talk about it on oh. the Gentleman Podcast. We'll hold a press conference. We'll right. put your letter on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the <laughs> of fame. <laughs> and it's, it's becoming less and less. It's so cool. It's hard to, to read. It's like you can't say the name. Yep. You know, it's like saying Mordor it's or a, something. Whoa, you know, whoa, hey, whoa. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, so do that. Uh, if you can't, if you're afraid of going to Mordor with your letter, uh, then you could always, instead of you and Sam walking uh, through the um, to the Misty Mountains, mm-hmm. you could always you always send us an email instead. PO Box. Uh, PO Box. Howdy at gentleman.com. You could go over to Hot or Not, Farmers Only, Chidio, um, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn. We're LinkedIn, big. We're big on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn. Linked out. Uh, unlinked. Unchained. <laughs> unchained. Unchained. And uh, and get in touch with us via all the different social networks. So there's a lot of different ways to get a hold of us. Is what I'm trying to say. And you can use either any of them if you want. But we really appreciate the effort to, uh, on uh, particularly on letters. That's right. Something that we really appreciate. Popping open the letter and. All the gifts that usually people send. I mean, no, no pressure, but the, all the right. gifts that people usually right. send. And, Monetary. You know, money, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. money orders and, you know. It's like getting a letter is a lot like having a bottle of beer. Yep. And getting an email is a lot like having a can. Right. So. Or, yeah. Or a flight. A flight. Yeah. A flight a of flight, beer. A canned flight. A canned beer. flight. A canned flight of PBR <laughs> is what an email is. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about a, a, a delicious craft beer in a bottle. We don't want this flight of PBR thing. Anyway. That's right. Uh, people don't care about that. Just get in touch with this. We don't care. It, we'll, we'll take the flight of PBR. That's we'll right. Drink it down. Hey, we already said, when we're at a party, we don't, we're not going to discriminate. That is a that's that's a party foul. That's right. You don't, you don't complain. complain. You don't complain about free beer. No, you complain. No. Never. Uh, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, let's. Uh, speaking of all that uh, talk, let's get into the drink of the week that you picked out this week. I'm getting thirsty, Brian, and it's because um, I have here an Odell Brewing Company, a great brewery. Really like. Yeah, well, Odell is a good company. Really they do, good yeah. company. Mm-hmm. Colorado have, Brewing Company. A lot We've of great talked beers. about it before. Yep. Um, I was in Fort Collins on a Sunday, and they weren't open on Sundays, so we oh, couldn't yeah. go to the brewery. So we were pretty bummed. But uh, otherwise, I would have toured this brewery and enjoyed it a lot because they have a lot of great beers. But today we have the Drumroll APA, an American Pale Ale. Okay. And the weather outside, it was nice and, you know, warm today, un- unseasonably warm. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really feel like something darker. Right. But I also didn't okay. feel like, you know, sucking on hops. Right. So this so is basically kinda, there's no beers available to you. This was it. This like, is the only beer that didn't... Yeah. And it's in a can, Brian. I'm yeah. really lowering my standards here, but uh, it's a good brewery, so I, I, I rolled the dice. Yeah. Like we always do. We have to. It's like, not yeah, for us. Yeah. We're, we're taking the risk for you. Mm-hmm. The MTS is as well. I will say I do like the artwork on the can. Yeah. The, 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 I, a lot of the major craft brewers have really stepped up their game on the branding side of things. I, yeah, I bet this is, you know, like Guinness back in the day. They were known for their branding. and Yep. And this isn't quite that level, but still pretty cool, you know. Yeah. It's important, right? If if we can learn yes. anything from Guinness, it's important to have a. I was thinking about Martin City Brewing Company. And that's, <laughs> that was that's the worst brand I've ever seen. 
couple of uh, listeners to the podcast, Brian. Um, they, uh, our, our good friend Bethany and her husband John, they got some Martin City uh, brews from the store. And lo and behold, they felt something a little off on the can. A sticker? Yep. And they unwrapped it, and, and below their... I can't remember what beers they had bought, but below that wrapper, they had, like, you know, hoppy, hoppy... We need to... We should email Martin City Brewing <laughs> and ask them, what, what what are they doing? I don't know. Because I don't understand. Because it's... They, they put... Okay, so just to... Oh. We talked about this on a previous episode, where we went and got... There's this local-ish brewery from Kansas City, mm-hmm. which is right around our neck of woods, mm-hmm. called Martin City Brewing. We went and bought a six-pack of their stuff, and we're reviewing on podcast, you know, I don't know, 87. And uh, we... We, um, we we felt something weird on the can. It turns out it was just a decal. Yeah, it was, it was like rapper. they went and like bought some bumper stickers. <laughs> it's like they went and bought some bumper stickers and took some cans and slapped them on the, the can and said, "Well, this is good enough." Yep. It's like there was a mix up at the at the yeah. at the factory and like, oh no, yeah, we actually printed a million cans. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> This will take us, let's see, <laughs> 10 years. 10 years to get through. Wow. No, so yeah, that must have been something like that. And so, but, but the thing is, though, is that they were drinking a completely different beer. I know. So it's like they I have. Still, <laughs> when I go to the store, I still see it. I do, too. And I'm like, oh, that's, they're, still, they're still decals. <laughs> I'm not buying your beer. Yeah. I can't do it. You just got to bite the bullet and toss the cans at that point. I guess. They're just cans. Certainly they can afford to... I don't know. Anyway, let's let's stop talking. I'm getting all worked up. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, pop these open and... and well, uh, I really don't know anything about this beer, actually. Oh, so oh, good. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to have to... One second here. Well, uh, yeah. Bring up your dark web browser. I can tell you... Yes. Um, I can tell you that it is $9.99 for a six-pack. Oh, good God. Of almighty. cans, Brian. Yeah. <sighs> See, that's not... That's not a good start. All right. Alcohol by volume is 5.3%. Okay. IBU's 42. Ooh. That's... that's, I mean, pale ales are... On the edge of a knife. Yeah. That's uh, IBU total. Razor there. Um, Okay. Uh, A bold, juicy, citrus-inspired, tropically hop forward APA that looks and tastes like pineapple, orange, mango, and grapefruit. <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling my eyes right now. Huh. Should have read the label a little bit I'm closer. sure you can hear that eye roll through the microphone. But. Oh, the okay. complex fruit character is the result of the careful combination of our favorite current crop year hops with no fruit or juice addition necessary. Well, that's good. Well, yeah, they didn't have to add fruit to it. It just tastes like a uh, a cocktail. Well, now we know plenty about this beer. <laughs> Ignorance of bliss, I think, before I think this. <laughs> we'll just, yeah, next time. Alright. Well, let's see here. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Clink. Oh! I didn't Ugh. think it was that bad. That's so damn hoppy. My goodness. Yeah. Mmm. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Grapefruit. Ugh. Bitey. Well. Huh. Okay. Well, Glenn, if you had to... 
<laughs> yeah, to rate this beer <coughs> on a scale from one to ten, mm. what would you? Uh, what, what kind of a rating would you put on this beer? Well, <clears throat> it's not like we totally went in that. I mean, there was an expectation. It's probably going to be better. L- it's tasting better now. It's a, it's a punch it's in the it's face. A, yeah, it's a real. I wasn't expecting that. I I had a I had a little bit of a high life earlier. Oh yeah. So this is like a low life, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so but it, it is getting better. It's better. It's getting. I, it, that first drink was a real shock to the system. It's still though. It's it's kind of it's kind of bitter. It's like eating a mango in one bite. It an entire mango with the skin on. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Which is what you want when you buy beer. Um, <sighs> That's what America wants, apparently. America wants things hoppier than this. I don't get... I, I, okay. Um, all right. Well, if you are a hop-forward person... Yeah, if you like hops a lot, then this is a good uh, APA for this you. Is, this is great. Right up your alley. We are not. So, uh, Glenn, what would, you, uh, what would you put on this? Well, this is hard because I'm not a big fan of it, but it's not because it's a bad beer. Yep, that's true. That's a good point. Um, yep. So for what it is, it's a solid beer. Uh, it's not... I like it. I, I think even if you're really... I mean, American Pale Ale to me does not mean that hoppy. No. Pale, this, I, mean, I think of like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale as being the American Pale Ale. Yeah. And that's good. I like that one. Yeah. And it's not nearly as hoppy. I, I don't think it's that it's hoppy. I think it's that it's just so... Uh, the t- it's like the flavor of the hops. Yeah, that's really it's really bitter. Gosh, man. Okay. Uh, well, look, I'm gonna. All right, I, I got mine in mind. So five point three percent. So five point three percent. Forty two IBUs. And nine ninety nine in cans. In cans. That's. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't think we're gonna go in the eighties, Brian. No. Nope. Or eight point zero. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm going. I'm going seven point four. I was seven two. Okay. 7.2, man. I, I, yeah. Look, I, I try to be impartial here. But yeah. that's, you know, that's what the MTS is for. Right. So, look, uh, we're just a couple of numbskulls on the couch. Uh, what, what are we going to do? Give you a real rating for this beer? No, that's what the MTS's job is. The mustache twist scale computer. I'm going to type in some facts here to the mustache twist scale computer, and then we'll, uh, we'll get to the bottom of this, Glenn. We'll know for sure what exactly uh, the rating for this American Pale Ale from... Uh, Odell is. I should have. I should have known, Brian. This these little, the little floral arrangement around the can are hops. Oh, <laughs> well, that would. Yeah, <laughs> you say they didn't. They, they were close. They, 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 they definitely warned us that there could be problems. I did ahead. not look closely. Um. Okay. Well. All right. So let me let me tie some stuff. So you said uh, the uh, it was nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. It came in cans. Yes, it did. Okay. <clears throat> uh. There was 42 IBUs. All 42. And uh, the, you said it was 5, 5.3% alcohol volume? Yep. So not terribly higher in volume. Nope. Nope. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, so that, again, that's, all that, that's all we need. So then we just wait for the uh, IT, uh, MTS computer to print out its official empirical score. And uh, I'll have it out for you in one sec. Okay, let me, let me, let me looks like it. Grab this. <clears throat> okay. So, we, all right, let me get this. I can't believe how bitter this is. This is really, I'm, I'm bitter about how bitter it is. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, uh, all right, I flipped to the, the very end of the report. 
Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll read through the graphs later okay. and, and discuss. Uh, but apparently, according to the MTS, this is bad news for um, for Odell. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7.3 <laughs> from the MTS computer. <clears throat> A uh, damning, uh, damning score. <laughs> it's, not the computer. it's not the worst. It's not the worst. It's not as bad as the Iron Man Maiden beer that we had, or the Stansbury Stout. The Stans that was that was in the fifties, I believe. That was an A for effort. <laughs> and it was it was a ten on the try hard chart. That's right. Yeah. I definitely tried hard. Yeah. Um, what's the beersnob.com. I know. Uh, I can't remember the actual look, name. Look up beersnob.com. Go to Google <clears throat> beersnob.com. Ah, that's right. Um, so look, uh, just just get some get a vibe uh, <laughs> for this beer. Uh, we just did a double check. We went over to our good friends over at beersnob.com. They are holders of a rating system that we know is completely made up but anyway point is uh they've got an 87 out of 100 on this uh on this beer um mm. i would say it's probably it probably fared so terribly on their site because it's not hoppy enough yep so for the snobs i think but, so um anyway glenn hipsters really took to it well look that's what we have the mts before. god bless the mts computer <laughs> otherwise people would be buying bad beer god bless the mts uh, uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, let's move on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. All right, Brian. Well, first up, our good buddy Razorback has a great, great post that really resonated across the community. I think um, people really... They could identify with it. Yeah. This happens This happens a lot. Uh, and so... Well, I, I should say it normally happens... Okay. I'm being very vague. Let me just tell you what it is. Did you say it was from our good friend Razorback? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's from the domain website babylonb.com. Never heard of this site before in my <clears> life. Um, but it sounds like it's pretty hard hitting and factual. I would agree. Um, the title of the attack is "Man Joins CrossFit Without Telling Anyone," and uh, it's the craziest thing. It is. Let me just get into it here. Okay, Somerset, Philadelphia. Mm. Multiple sources are confirming that local man Joshua Dennis has become a CrossFitter. And refrained from informing anyone. <laughs> uh, a growing chorus of neighbors, coworkers, and friends is confirming the Starlin report. And anyway, I don't believe it. Anyway, this short article goes on for two more paragraphs detailing yeah. uh, how um, an impossible Mr. Dennis here scenario has happened. Was able to. I mean, he's seen exiting a uh, CrossFit box, which is if you don't. If you don't know, a box is a gym oh, in CrossFit. Okay. Gotcha. That um, makes sense. And but but yeah, people people can't get why this guy uh, hasn't told anybody about CrossFit. It's the darndest thing, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I you know, it's not just CrossFit, but it seems like CrossFit's the the biggest offender. Yeah. Anytime anyone does anything, I feel like, and this is why. Look. I'm going to be completely honest. The only social network I go to is gentleman.com. And that's not a lie. <laughs> that's not. true. I, I don't really go to Facebook and I don't go to Twitter anymore. And the reason is because of stuff like this. At some point, it crossed over from being interesting and fun to being the place where everybody goes and talks about politics, 
the place where everybody talks about their kids, their kids, animals, anything good that happens in their life, any tri- any trips they go on, right? Uh, and and any you know healthy decisions they make for their life. Yes, and that's I mean the, 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 uh, I know I know people that run and like, yeah. I ran a mile today. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Never you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, CrossFit's probably the worst. I mean, I think I think because it's a group. Yeah, uh, workout. You yes, know, that there's you know it's camaraderie and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure they say you know blast it out to all your friends that you're crossfitting yourself. Well, I mean it's a good it's a good strategy because you know I mean that gets more people to come and exactly social pressure and- exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, apparently there's one holdout mm-hmm. uh, still still um, uh, around, and uh, so. Uh, might be fake news. I don't know a lot of stuff on him that's fake news, but uh, yeah, this this is a satire site, Brian. I, I went and oh, looked it no. up. The really? Babylon Bee is satire. Okay, well, see that makes more sense because I was thinking there's no way somebody actually joined CrossFit and didn't say anything on their social. Media. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, that's good, good to know. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, Razorback, for posting that uh, story. Uh, moving on, Glenn. Uh, I have a something that I posted to thechillman.com. I yes. said that I don't use Twitter or Facebook. My only outlet in life. Is to post on gentleman.com. Give him this one thing. And uh, in between posting about my CrossFit and my running habits, um, <laughs> my eating habits, all the trips I go on, Countless and selfies. my kids, mm-hmm. I um, lots of self yeah, lots of selfies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I I found this article, this little gem, and it's called "109 uh, Year Old Veteran and His Secrets to Life." And uh, this is about the oldest living, I believe. Oldest living veteran. It, 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 yep, oldest living. Uh, he's 109 years old, and his name is Richard Overton. And this is a video. It's only about 12 minutes long, but it's chock full of great information, great insight from somebody that's lived uh, 109 years. Uh, he was in World War II. Yep. And uh, so he's a, a veteran of World War II. Has some interesting insight into how that went down, but I think more importantly, there's a lot of bullet points about uh, things. Um, he starts out a video by saying that he's not sure why he's still around. 109 years. I mean, it's a long time. He's not sure. He says that he hasn't talked to God and God hasn't talked to him, so he doesn't know. Um, but he said he still walks, still talks, still drives. Emphasis on drives. Yeah. And he says uh, he said he. Uh, he loves to drive. It, it, you know, it makes him feel good. And he said that uh, he just got his license renewed. And yes, they gave him an eye test because he, I, I don't, if you watch the video, it looks like there might be. You know, it's possible that he might be completely blind. I don't know. One, one of his eyes is a little goofy. <laughs> but he said that they tested him, and he's good to go. And uh, he smokes twelve cigars a day, the healthy way. The healthy which way, which is not to inhale. He did not. Yeah, just like Bill Clinton. Uh, it wakes up at 2 or 3, whenever. Uh, usually has some coffee, sometimes four cups of coffee, sometimes four cups of whiskey. In the um, morning. <laughs> loves soup and has ice cream every night because it makes him happy. Uh, so, uh, and, oh, uh, the other part I was going to say that was really interesting to me, and I found it kind of, I don't know, some of, he was talking about uh, being in World War II. Mm-hmm. And he said that he, it made him not afraid of anything anymore. He said he leaves his door unlocked all the time. And he said about that experience that uh, his quote was something like, a man will kill you, God will keep you alive. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying when the bullets are flying around, if you're supposed to be around tomorrow, you're going to be around tomorrow. And if you're not, you're not. And that's how it is. <laughs> and so that's the only, I mean, 
gives you some insight into how you could, as a human being, try to get through stuff like that. But he just he basically just said he trusted in God and uh, let the bullets fly, let them let them go where they may. And so, so anyway, yeah, I, I this is like one of this is in the top ten, I think, most favorite things I've, I've ever seen on Gentlemen. Wow. Just because, oh, I, yeah, right. Thank you. I mean, Glenn. yeah, Thank you. that was, that was I, I did find it. Yes, but yeah, seriously, I mean, like I watched every minute. I couldn't pull away from it. Yeah, and it's slow moving and yep. just there's nothing interesting about the video other than other than this guy and what he's talking about. Yep. Um, the thing that I really liked about it was he he basically hammers home the point that um, everything he's done in his life, he's if he's done anything, he's learned how to be content. Mm-hmm. Like he built a house, I think it was in the fifties, in the forties, forty five or something like that. So yeah, and right after the war, basically, yeah, came home, built a home, and he's lived there ever since. Yep, his truck is like a seventies Ford, yeah, or something. Same truck. He yeah. still drives it, um, and it's not like the stuff that he has is chintzy or anything. Like he's no, kept nice. it up. Yeah. He's kept it up. Yeah. His TV is like the old school tube cathode ray, you know, yeah. and just he's but he's basically saying like you got to learn to be content. And just do what makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, and he said he talked about you know the house. He's like, I don't need a bigger house. This is all I need. Yeah. I like my truck. I don't need a different truck. Yeah. And he said, you know, I so if I go buy something, I'm gonna use the heck out of that. Yeah. And I'm not gonna go buy something else. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna use that until I can't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of some of his philosophy. Lots of good insight. Uh, at 109 years old, he still seems quite with it. The thing is, the the, the one thing, Brian, that I kind of made me pause a little bit about over 10 i thought this was a little too good to be true mm. turns out he's kind of into younger women oh yes uh right. his, did, his yes, wife is yeah. 89 89 i think i think that's how old 85 89 somewhere in the 80s okay. so yeah yeah i mean there's well that. Isn't that, it, it's not is it his wife or is it a girl that he knows through church or something oh like i thought it was his, oh i don't know i think i think maybe his wife actually passed away Oh uh, no, I feel bad. And and this is just like a companion kind of situation. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it up because <laughs> it's like a summer fling or something like that. I didn't want to. You know, <sighs> I didn't want to embarrass the guy. Um, uh, wow. Oof. So anyway, okay, that's, the, that's controversial. Oof. You know, like you said, she's mm. thirty years younger than him, twenty years younger than him. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, right. Uh, let's you know. I did raise my eyebrows a little bit, but yeah. You know, hey, look, you still own, got it. You know right? exactly. Right, hundred hundred nine years old. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Glenn. All right, so yeah, you can check out this video by going to podcast.gentleman.com, or I'll link up the uh, the link, and you should. De- everybody out there should go check it out because if you if you didn't see this, take twelve minutes of your life and watch this video. Totally worth it. You'll live to hundred. I can't guarantee that. Our lawyers oh, are yeah, telling us lawyer, oh, not to yeah. say stuff like that anymore. Because um, the whole lawsuit and all that. Um, <laughs> Did you find it funny when he leans over the stove and starts lighting his oh, cigar yeah. from the <laughs> right <laughs> the burner? Hey, whatever it takes, man. Yeah, um, Glenn, and we're gonna round out this uh, this this session of tax with uh, with something another something that I posted to the site. Um, yes, I was batting a thousand. I figured why not swing for the fences one more time, and uh, I came up with this. Uh, this little this little ditty, and uh, this is called Little Caesars founder quietly paid Rosa Parks rent for years. Uh, Little Caesars founder Robert Illich, Mike mm-hmm. Illich, Mike Illich. Yes. Little Caesars founder Mike Illich, uh, unfortunately passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the owner of the Detroit Red Wings and Tigers, in the Tigers, mm-hmm. the Detroit Tigers. Uh, 
he was born and raised in Detroit. That's where he started Little Caesars, and uh, he he's always been uh, supportive of that community. And in the early '90s, Rosa Parks, who was very famous for the the thing that took place in Alabama, um, she's tied with you know uh, all the the racial tension civil that was rights, going on yeah. in the civil rights movement and everything, and so she was basically a civil rights hero. And uh, she had moved to Detroit after uh, all that stuff went down. And uh, in the 90s, when she was 81 years old, she was robbed um, in her home. And somebody started uh, trying to find funds to move her to a safer part of town. GoFundMe? (laughs) In the 90s, yeah. I don't don't know what the equivalent of that was then, uh, but that's what was going on. Anyway, uh, Mike Illich, uh, founder of Little Caesars, found out about this. And paid her rent uh, from the mid-90s on uh, for the rest of her life. Uh, And he did it without telling anybody about it. Didn't make a big deal about it. Didn't say, hey, look at me. I'm doing this great charitable thing. He quietly did it and uh, did it out of the kindness of his heart. Um, So I just thought that was really cool. I like it when people try to do stuff that helps people that don't, like like we talked about with the CrossFit thing, don't make a huge deal about it. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, but just did something nice for somebody and didn't need any didn't need any credit for it. Just something he thought was the right thing to do, and he just did it. So I've heard a few things about <clears throat> Mr. Illich over the years, and it's always been about how he's been. He's just Solid a great. Guy. Just well, just he he always wanted to give back to the community. Yep. Like he was just always constantly doing things for the city mm-hmm. of Detroit. And, yeah, because um, they've had it hard. Yeah, uh, in the past. Mm, <laughs> they've had years. it hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, for a long yeah. time. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, absolutely, especially in the last ten or so. Yeah, well, they, the article talks about how loyal he was to Detroit. Yeah, and I think that's in addition to you know, paying the the rent for this person that was uh, so iconic in America uh, and all that stuff. He's also been so loyal to Detroit, where he got to start um, owner of the the athletics teams and uh, always giving back to the community for for his life. So. Uh, really cool. Really cool article. It's good to know that there's still, when you're a billionaire, there's still good billionaires out there that, I assume he's a billionaire. I'm not I, sure. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Have you have you had a hot and ready? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Look, I used to work at Little Caesars. I was delivery boy at Little Caesars. I that thought was, you were Domino's. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, that's no, no. right. I'm, so this I'm guy a, signed your paycheck. I'm a Little Caesars guy. Oh. Try to chew. Look, there's nothing more gratifying than knowing that when I worked at Little Caesars, I was working for Rosa Parks. This dude. Oh yeah, this guy. Like, Seriously? This, yeah. I mean, you know, it makes you be like, all right, yeah, I did work at Little Caesars. That's right. And this guy was a complete badass. Yeah, it was. Uh, so anyway, uh, so cool story. Uh, just you know, a little something I posted on on gentleman.com, and you can go check it out again. Like I said, you can go to podcast.gentleman.com. I'll link it up. Just a quick little story, a quick little read will make you feel better about life, uh, just knowing there's people like Mr. Illich out there that just because they're bajillionaires, they still care about their community and care about the people in it. Uh, okay, Glenn, that means it's time for the uh, toast this week. And uh, it looks like I caught you by surprise there. No, sorry, I was <laughs> yeah, I was looking at your computer as it was scrolling up. But oh, okay, I, sorry. I, I was distracted. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so... Uh, this week, th- this was like more than obvious that we had to do this toast. Had to, and this is really inf- this is another like sad, sad yeah. toast. You know, uh, Bill Paxton passed away. It's crazy. Earlier in the week, sixty-one years old. I didn't realize sixty-one, but he's sixty-one, and he had some surgery. Apparently, something went awry. I don't think they ever said what it was, but basically, complications from surgery. Whenever you go in for surgery, you might not come out. That's just how it is. 
Uh, unfortunately for Mr. Paxson, that that he didn't make it out of surgery and passed away there at a hospital. Um, and we talk about Bill Paxson all the time. We are devout fans of Twister. Um, both of me and Glenn are. Uh, oh, I every know, year. I don't know who's a bigger fan of Twister. I'm not sure. Um, probably my wife, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's, Lynn, that be... Lynn has been watching Twister every year at least once since she's been, well, since it came out. Uh, yeah. Twister's such a good movie. Um, anyway, we're huge fans of Bill Paxton and his work in Twister. Not only Twister, but we're going to talk about a couple other movies later. That's right. Because um, we're going to talk about this in the questions from the gentleman mailbag, but... But anyway, yeah, sad day. Uh, Bill Paxton passed away. When I saw that, I was really bummed. Um, you know, I I pretty into this guy's work. He did a great job. He was never, you know, the biggest star in the world. But no. you know, it, it, given the right opportunity, he was he was one hell of a character actor. So and leading guy. I mean, in yeah. Twister, he's a leading guy. Crying out loud, he's the extreme. He is know? the extreme. You had uh, what's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman playing second fiddle to you? That's not bad. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman won a won a few awards. Memory serves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, he passed away too, didn't he? He did. Man, well, yeah, we had we did a toast to Philip Seymour right. when he passed away because we were like, oh, that's too bad. And Look out, now Helen here Hunt. it is, the extremes passed away. And hope Helen Hunt's okay. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> somebody go check on Helen Hunt right now. Can we get a safety check? Uh, uh, so anyway, Glenn. Hit Meg. <laughs> I don't think she. Ooh. Past the nineties. Oh well. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be making light of. No, you shouldn't, stuff. Brian. Oh. No, man. Yeah, Bill Paxson. He. Uh, I, I after he passed, you know, it seems like whenever people pass away, kind of ex- unexpectedly, these stories come out of the woodwork of mm-hmm. things they've done throughout their life. And I really wish sure. I had taken the time. I was busy when I saw this. I was scrolling through, through something and saw this article, but it was like this. Recounting of the time in the mid '90s, like I think it was at the height of Twister's popularity, um, this family was eating breakfast somewhere, and Bill Paxton like just came over and joined them and ate breakfast with them, <laughs> like <laughs> Denny's or something. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna look it up. That real would quick. be like one of the greatest days of my life if that uh, happened to me. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Here, that's like I mean. That's just like Bill Murray coming and sitting with you and having breakfast. I'm beginning to think you made this up, Glenn. Yeah. Let's just know. say that that actually happened. Let's just... That okay. happened. Okay, it happened. Somebody, I won't spend any more time on it. Somebody, somebody somewhere once was just eating breakfast and Bill Paxson came and sat with him and ate breakfast with him. Can I sit by you? Joe! Joe! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That would be an amazing day right there. I'll tell you what. Oh, man. What a... Uh, well, first of all, Brian, it's about time to watch Twister again. I'm... Yeah, I'm... I can't believe I haven't kicked you out and started watching it right now. <laughs> when we started talking about Twister, I was just like, man, I just... I wish Glenn wasn't here. <laughs> well, I like Twister. And me and the rest of the people will just put <laughs> Twister on and Fine. finish out the... Finish out the podcast. <sighs> yeah. It's a shame. 61. That's not. It's not terribly old. No, but and he didn't look sixty-one. No, but, but when you, uh, I guess when you're a shooting star, you know, the what extreme. Are you do? Yeah, yeah. When well, you uh, toss a bottle of whiskey at a tornado and you say, "Have a drink." Have a drink. <laughs> Buck naked. That's right. You're living <laughs> living large, man. <laughs> Shining bright. Living on the edge. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, cheers to uh, Mr. Paxton. 
Cheers, Bill. Safe travels. Okay, uh, Glenn, let's uh, get on to the... Um, Hot and buddy! Topic. Topic. Uh, Glenn, um, this is something we talk about frequently because we've been... We, we've been victimized by this type of scenario many times. Uh, not this particular scenario, but in general. Ponzi scheme? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, extortion. Oh, right, you know, right. Uh, anyway, uh, the, uh, we actually, I actually did try to, somebody did try to extort me one time for being the co-founder of General Dive. That's um, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, reported them to the FBI. Not a boy. So, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh. So uh, what, what I was leading towards, Glenn, was the uh, the there was a Kickstarter program, and mm. Kickstarter we found is not a good site because what happens is a lot of times people people there are some people out there that legitimately create cool stuff that legitimately deserves and needs funding, and they get it, and cool stuff is made, and then sometimes. Well, a lot of times. There's like a lot of bad products that are made mm-hmm. because people get funded or whatever. And then there's total scams mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. And this is this is a tale of the third kind. This is a close encounter of a third Kickstarter kind. <laughs> and this is a, all about the Lily Drone. Uh, the Lily Drone uh, was a... It swept the nation uh, with <coughs> in its virality. Was this the one that you threw in the air? Yes. Okay. The lily yep. is the one you... It, it, it looks nice and small, and you throw it in the air, and it follows you around kayaking and all the cool stuff that we all do. You right, know, like right. kayaking and like climbing mountains. Cameras you're, following you. You're at the apex of Everest, and it's swirling around your head, taking awesome shots so you can post it on Facebook. Right. You know? There mm-hmm. you go. Live stream it. Anyway, live stream it. Yeah, exactly. So Lily was this thing that they created this video where, and I was wowed by it. I was like, wow, this is I think I might have posted it at gentleman.com. I might have. I don't know. I think, we've, I think it was uh, a tack that we covered in Gentleman. I believe so. And so. On the podcast, I mean. So it fooled me. It had me hornswoggled. Um, anyway, uh, turns out that the it was kind of a scam. They they didn't actually have a real drone that did all this stuff. They just kind of said, "Well, we'll figure it out." You know. So you're telling me the video of the product demo was created by a GoPro, like a GoPro, like on a on a different drone or something. But what about the whole thrown in the air? That was all fake. The whole thing was fake. Like, it was all like a... Is anything real anymore? Uh, it was... So, I don't want to say it was like 100% fake, but I think most of it was fake. Most of the stuff they showed was fake. Somebody was driving the drone. So, maybe... Oh, so maybe, following them. Maybe when somebody tossed it up in the air, that actually worked. But then, after that, somebody took over and flew the drone around and was like flying it around the, the, the guy and, you know... The kayaking, it was like somebody flying the drone. You this know. is like the hoverboard. It is like the hoverboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so hmm. so anyway, Glenn, the, the interesting thing is that, you know, it, it's totally fake, but they raised like millions and millions. Of, like how many millions of dollars? They did fi- like 15 in VC alone, plus they sold. Yeah. Uh, hmm. so, uh, 38.4 million in pre-sales. 30, 30, yeah. So $38 million. Okay. <laughs> 
So the other thing about this is that I found interesting, this article that we're reading. Um, so at its peak, Lily had 69 employees on staff. 69. Okay, remember this. 69. I remember that. And a monthly cash burn rate of a million dollars. A million dollars. Building a product that didn't exist? Yes. <laughs> but, but what, All those people were just taking money for their job? But what's weirder is the fact that they only had, they only had 69 employees and their costs were a million dollars a month. A lot of R&D, Ryan. It's a lot of R and D. I guess that's not crazy for a set seventy employees. San I mean, Francisco based, San Francisco district. Uh, let's see here. So even the janitors are making a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, like sweeping up one dollar bills at the end of the day. Yeah. True. Seriously though, a million dollars a month. That was, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Twelve million a year. I could I could do all right with that. <sighs> Gentlemen could do all right with that. Man, that's just, just... Just under what we make. Jeez. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so they declared bankruptcy. They sold $20 million worth of stuff or whatever you said, $30, $30 million. Uh, $34 million in pre-sales. So now they're having the $35 million. So they're having to refund all the uh, all the GoPro or all the people that bought the Kickstarter stuff. Right. They have to refund all their money now, basically. The, it should be noted that they also might have been raided by federal agents as well. Really? Yeah. Um, so, see, I wish I wish more. It's a lot of money to. I wish there was more accountability with these products. All right. There's a lot of stuff out there that's basically fake. That you know, somebody cooks up and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, this will probably get a lot of likes on Facebook, and then all of a sudden you got thirty five million dollars, and you got to build this product, and then you can't. I mean, part of it's pretty genius. I mean, what they did, you know, it's like the old adage: you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. Like the ability of just like watching that guy throw the drone in the air and just like did its thing. P.T. Barnum. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I mean, that's but but they knew what would make people go crazy. It wasn't that it was a drone that followed we you need around. To, we need to come up with an idea that we can make people go crazy on. I well, we did once. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did it on that thirty-five million dollars that we're still trying to refund. That's right, but our burn rate's so high. <laughs> our burn rate. We were out it's of money. Two million a month. <laughs> There's only two of us. It's a lot of American Pale Ale. Ooh. Uh, That's how expensive beer is. It's these expensive days. in Kansas. You know what? What can you say? Cost of living is cost of roof. living. Just a, you know, San Francisco, New my, York. No, my waterfront property is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, Glenn, I don't know if there's anything to be done about this, though, because, you know, uh, you can't really say this isn't a real, I mean, how are you going to vet a product and say this isn't, this is a fake product, clearly, you guys, you know, whatever. Apparently, there was an email that came out that was from one of, the, like, the CEO that was like, I'm worried that somebody's going to find out we did all of this with a GoPro and... <laughs> yeah, I would be worried about that, too. I would be, too. <laughs> That's a valid concern. Because all you had to do was say, this is not real footage. <laughs> This Dramatization. Is, yeah. This is not really a real thing Could yet. Could be what we're, it is. We're working on This is what we want to do. You know? Because that's just straight out lying. And you lie to people like that, you can't do that. I don't know what you do. I mean, the way, you know, all these funding sites are set up is that once you hit, a, once you hit the magic number, you get yep. the money. Yep. And also, these funding sites get a percentage of that money. The real winner here is Kickstarter. Yes, it is. Because they're not that's, getting sued. Yeah. No, they, you know, I don't know what happens though. If they have to refund all the money, does what happens to that? that like, Kickstarter certainly doesn't get to keep their share or whatever, do they? I would think they would. That seems crazy to me. I guess win, lose, or draw. 
I mean, it's not like, win. Yeah, it's not like they've got to host the infrastructure. Yeah. They've they've got to they pay for all the stuff. Well, the company paid Kickstarter. It's for yeah. that sale. No, I know. Yeah. So, so I'm saying like they're not. It's not like Kickstarter's on the hook for their bad product. It's that right. They paid them to be able to sell to. Yeah. No, so, I get it. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Strange <sighs> time. Anyway, we've talked about GoFundMe's that people have set up that are just weird and shady and just people taking advantage of a situation. I I was on GoFundMe the other day for some unrelated. Completely unrelated, and I just found myself like browsing around at you know GoFundMe's, and they were like, GoFundMe's way different because Kickstarter's like they have more rules about yeah. stuff. Like you have to do this, you have to raise the money, and if you raise the money, then you know this, that, and then they have like very strict stuff. GoFundMe's more like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can. I mean, I think I could go start a GoFundMe right now. Yeah, it- I saw stuff on there that was like, I'm getting a certificate in nursing yeah pay, help me pay for my you know whatever or help I'm, me be an adult i you know yeah i yeah. i want to buy a porsche uh join my go you know just like I, I didn't really see that one but i'm sure there's one there <laughs> well this is like at what point do we cross over into this thing where it's just like okay to just ask your buddy like ask your your friends for money to do stuff i'm like, gonna go on spring break yeah uh i'm going to cabo go, yeah Cabo Wabo. Blast this out to everybody you know. Help me go, you know. I don't know. You know, we, we have a lot of displaced homeless people Yes. Uh, in town. Yes. They should just start GoFundMe's. They should. That would be way more effective than, you know. Yeah. Hanging out on Main Street and uh, <laughs> playing ditties on their guitars. Yeah. And all the other stuff they do. Yeah, ditties. Yeah, <laughs> playing ditties in various ways. I'm not going to get on that topic. Come on. Uh, so anyway, we should. That's maybe. Maybe that's what I should start doing. I, I'll go down. I'll go downtown with the GoFundMe, and we'll set up GoFundMe accounts for all these dudes and ladies. See what we can get done. See if we can fix this problem. Uh, yeah. I. I at least it's a step in the right direction, Brian. Right. And that's the important part. That, that is the important I mean, the important part is taking a step. That's right. It doesn't Action. matter if it's the right or wrong step. It's about taking a step. And I think that's what the founders of Lily Drone were thinking, too. <sighs> that was a mistake. <laughs> that was the wrong one to do. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, Glenn. I feel bad for the people that shelled out. I don't know how much the Lily Drone cost. I'm assuming it was $1,000. Something oh. like that. Yeah, or yeah more. I think it might have been twelve hundred. I don't know because you know, I mean, like the the drones that are like the DJI drones and stuff like that. They're all like a thousand bucks, eight hundred bucks. The Lily drone was supposed to be better, so it can't be cheap. And you know, wow. What were you thinking as a founder, where you're like totally lying to everybody, and you're like, well, we're, you know, thirty five million dollars. Yeah, I'm sure they were. I don't know. That was pretty slick marketing too. This is like this is like the Super Bowl ad where it's like you gets to a million dollars and you're like, yeah, and it gets to thirty five million dollars. Like, oh no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Too much. I don't know. Well, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Apparently, they're supposed to repay everybody back. Yep. The thing is, the thing is. Just doing the math in my head here. If the Lily Drone people were burning through a million dollars, a million mm-hmm. large each month, mm-hmm. um, and they still have to pay everybody back, yes, that means they're on the hook for uh, millions of dollars. 
Yeah. Because uh, they're it must 32 be, minus... It must be their investors that are on the hook for that millions of dollars. I guess so. Because if they're burning through a million dollars a month, or, yeah, a month. Who invests in something without seeing? A lot of people. I guess so. I guess this is why... The, the entire venture capital industry. <laughs> don't don't want to know. Don't care. Millions Here's of people. Here's yeah, money. do that, apparently, Glenn. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Um, it's an interesting world when you can make $35 million for something that's completely fictitious. And then all you have to do is be like, well, I'm sorry. We'll give the, you know, a third of the money back that we made or whatever. Million dollars a month. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm starting my Kickstarter right now. My GoFundMe. I'm going to GoFundMe to start CrossFit. There you go. And, uh, so I can annoy everybody with my CrossFit experience. There you go. Help Brian, help Brian join CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I think it's a noble cause. Um, well, yeah. anyway, Glenn, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how that works out uh, and all the gentlemen community because I'm going to start posting to gentlemen all my CrossFit pictures. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking now. forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and an occasional selfie uh, in New Zealand. In, the, in front of the mirror. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> and in front of the mirror. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that uh, means it's time for the final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, which is the questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. And uh, this week, Glenn, I, because of the Bill Paxton situation and everything that happened there, uh, I, I, the question that I, that, that I, I, everybody's dying to know is, what is your favorite Bill Paxton movie slash character? Now, we both know, we've already talked about Twister. That's one of them. You know, that's going to be, I'm sure, something we're going to discuss. But, uh, if there's any other ones out there that you're interested in that you think are great, um, that's cool. Otherwise, I have a couple, but you 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 go. Honestly, Tw- Twister is pretty much the only the one. I mean, he does have that role in Titanic, which is uh, I didn't know he was in Titanic. Very brief. Okay, he he plays a he's kind of weird. He he's also an, an alien. He has an earring. Uh, okay, that's weird. <laughs> he's also an alien. Zzz. Aliens, yeah, aliens. I think he's in Aliens. I think Apollo thirteen. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's he's right. In, he's in Apollo thirteen. Mm-hmm. He was really good in Apollo thirteen. <clears throat> um, but I still think I still think it's Twister. It's, Twister. His Bill, right, in the movie. Who, it's Twister. Is his character's name? I just call him. The I think it is Bill. Yeah, I think it is Bill. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I think so. Uh, Which means the script was written for him. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah, that's good. And that is Twister would definitely be my favorite. Yeah. yeah, my favorite Bill Paxton character as well, probably. Yeah. And the podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, my okay. So Twister is much. It's a very beloved movie in my mm, heart. Mm-hmm. But another one that he's great in, uh, Weird Science, which is also very close to my heart. I've never seen it. Oh my. Gosh. Okay. Well, so that's why you don't. You, nothing else really comes to mind. No. Yeah. Um, the other ones I was thinking of was Aliens. He, yeah. He, he's good in that. Tombstone. He's in Tombstone. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, very good in that as well. Um, but in Weird Science, uh, Weird Science, he plays. He, he's very. I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, Weird Science came out in like 1984 or something. So he's pretty young. You know, mm-hmm. at this time, he's probably in his early 20s or something. And he plays these geeky kids' older brother. And it's always like... Pounding them? Yeah. Just <laughs> giving them crap every day and just always on his case, you know? 
and he's just he's just a jerk, you know. And he plays that so well, you know. Uh, it took me forever to put together that the extreme was, was also Chet from Weird Science. Uh, <laughs> and so, anyway, he's got some great lines in there. It's a great role for him. It, it he he you know I say as good as the extreme is in Twister, he's just as good as Chet in Weird Science because it's like that older brother you can always remember if you didn't yeah. have your friends had that older brother that right. was like a complete jerk to you guys when you were growing up you know um, and that's he, he nails it he gets it done so nice uh, but you should watch Weird Science it, yeah it's, I've heard a lot about it I don't know if it's because I when I grew up I watched it and I loved it um, Robert Downey Jr. is in it as well um, but I I think it's it's such a great movie I remember I, for some reason somehow this is one of the weird internet things I found myself watching Cicel and Ebert discussing Weird Science when it came out <laughs> in 1985 or something. And Gene Siskel uh, didn't like it, hated it. And Roger Ebert was like, this is great. I This this is hilarious. It's awesome. You don't get it because you don't get adolescent humor, you know? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, as, so Roger Ebert, it was one thumb up, not two. But I, I, right. I, I think in hindsight, you can look back on it as being... A uh, very good, very good movie. Well, and if you didn't know that Robert Downey Jr. and Bill Paxton were going to come from that, was there anybody else? Or? Anthony Michael Hall's in it. Well, there I you think go. it's a John Hughes movie. Oh, so, okay. I believe. I think he's he directed Weird Science, right? Like I don't know. I think he did. Um, I'm pretty sure it was John Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes wrote and directed it. So there you go. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those. Great 80s movies. Um, Gene Siskel gave it. Based in a Chicago suburb? I don't know if it is or not. I'm sure. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not sure where it was set at, but um, but anyway. So, yeah. Bill Paxton, awesome in that as well. Um, hmm. But. Uh, yeah, I was looking up. I was looking up the other movies uh, that Bill Paxton was in. And I was just right on the. I was just a little too young to be able to watch aliens when it came out oh yeah so i watched it yeah i watched it and i was too young to watch it <laughs> um oh, apparently he's in the terminator for some uh a little a little uh, tombstone oh true lies <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah the you know, titanic the most- the most recent one I saw was uh, Hatfield McCoy's, and he was good in that. So that was like a TNT made for yeah. television. Okay, I was making thing sure I wasn't or whatever, but um, that was good. Uh, he was really good in uh, Spy Kids too. Spy Kids too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So as Dinky Winks. Dinky Winks. <laughs> hey man, let me tell you something. If I could have a career where I just showed up and played Dinky Winks in some terrible movie, I would be there. I would be totally cool with that. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Well. If you haven't seen Weird Science, go out and watch it. I'm sure everybody has. Glenn just, you know, lives in a bubble, basically. I did. I grew up in a barn. Um, or Aliens. Or Twister. Do yourself a favor and go watch Twister. Oh. I mean, you know, the Oscars just happened. I like to think that uh, if Twister came out today, best picture? Oh. 
Mm. I'm telling you, man, the effects still hold up. The cows. The cows? <laughs> the cows, are, they looked like real cows. I think they were. I think, yeah. Um, I'm saying, like, you know, you go back and you watch period movies, and you're like, oh, yeah. Didn't they Didn't they win, like, Best Cinematography or oh, something yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. They won tons Could, of stuff. I just, kept, I just remembered the opening scene, which is amazing. I still don't know how they do it. Yeah. The flying shot over, over the field. Yeah, it's like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it's crazy. It's Yeah, it's a great shot. Um, well, anyway, Glenn. I, I, yeah, any, I, would, I would get behind a lot of Bill Paxton movies. The extreme's yeah. just okay with me. He all he had to do was be in one movie. That's right, and I was a fan for life. Mm-hmm. So, and okay. he was, totally and he was in. in that movie. Yep, and we're both fans for life. Uh, so anyway, end of story. All right, Glenn. Well, that uh, that ends the uh, on a Bill Paxton note. That ends the uh, gentleman podcast number one hundred eight. So, well, one thing is for certain. Yes, we'll be here. We are. God willing. <laughs> right. Provided we... <clears throat> Hopefully we're... Yes. Yeah. Hopefully we're here. Yeah. Hopefully. I. So yeah. we'll probably be here. Most for, likely. For... <laughs> it's like Mr. Overton says. You know? That's right. Um, may, here, may be here, maybe not. But if you are, God's will. That's right. So... Speaking of God's will. Hopefully I'm on the right side of that. <laughs> Um and anyway, Glenn, that's a terrible way to end the podcast. <laughs> like, that's why. You, uh, that's why we don't. Yeah, that's why we type out every word ahead of time. That's right, and we just read off a teleprompter. Well, my teleprompter right. quit like twenty minutes ago, so I've been. I don't believe that. Freewheeling it. You're over able here, to play it fast and loose. Stay pretty close to the script the whole time. So <laughs> steel um, trap. Anyway, yeah. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, let's just call this the end of the episode. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sainsbury. Uh, see you guys in two weeks for episode 109. Good night. Adios.